We are here with another episode of the Intellectual Idiot Show. Coming back for a second round, we have my brother, Sam Hoffman. Sam, how you doing? I'm still back. Doing well. You cut out for a second there, but we're doing really well. Good to be here. Beautiful. Yes. You did sound that pumped to have your brother on for a second time. That was a pretty lethargic uh, intro call. Yeah, that's a bunch of garbage. I, I'm back on popular demand. Big time episode last time. It's going to be here. Okay. Well, anyway, our ratings have never been lower um, <laughs> last time Ooh. Sam was on. So we're. I was hammered. I was hammered last time I was on. It's not a great look. Not a great look. So yeah, anyway, we are here um, after another, might I say, a fourth straight Packers victory. And we got a lot to cover. Um, not only did we beat the Minnesota Vikings on Sunday, we dismantled them. We made a mockery of their season. Um, we beat them in all three phases of the game, um, mentally and emotionally. We destroyed them. Uh, the game was hardly close. And uh, the Vikings proved most of the NFL world correct with how big of frauds that they truly are. So I want to pan over to Sam, our guest first. What did we see on Sunday of the Packers-Vikings game that we can hang our hat on? Well, the elephant in the room, it took uh, Joe Barry 16 weeks to figure out uh, that man coverage just might, just might work. Uh, we saw a whole different energy. I think it was very clear. Uh, for all of us, we saw a whole different energy out of the Packers defense. Uh, guys making plays and the quarterback. I mean, Kirk Cousins, it really showed that it was 325, not 12 o'clock. Kirk was an absolute freaking train wreck, uh, which was awesome. But a lot of that is uh, is due to Joe Barry finally making that adjustment. It took us 16 weeks to get there. Had there nonetheless. So. Make the adjustment. But Jair uh, was unbelievable. And – yeah, I mean Justin Jefferson. Justin Jefferson, five targets, one catch, fifteen yards. I mean, and he's arguably the best receiver in the world this year, top three at least. So, I mean, it's a tough look when you're hitting your, the ref with your helmet on the sideline because you're so mad. That's yeah, and, it's a tough look. And there was no call. Well, he'll get he'll get fined or suspended or something. He has. But you yeah, think. I mean, Mike, what do what do we what do we think here? If I had a game ball, you know who I'm giving my game ball to? Who are you giving your game ball to? I'm giving my game ball to Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns for defeating the Washington Commanders. With I... that Commanders loss, the Packers control their destiny. By beating the Lions, we're in the playoffs. So thank you, Browns organization. And a little bit of a shove or a poke at Ron Rivera. Apparently, in the post-game press conference, he was not aware that they could have gotten eliminated from the playoffs this past week, which they did. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got to be honest with you. I don't really know what's going on over there in Washington. Um, I, they had a tremendous comeback of a season. Uh, they, Taylor Heineke was leading them to win game after game after game after game. And then they lost to the Giants. And at home, and they just gave it up. 
And then they, for some god benounced reason, they named Carson Wentz the starter last week. And honestly, there's a good chance that the game is a lot closer or they win that game if Taylor Heineke starts because all he really had to do was not throw three interceptions. Um, I really don't like the Browns, and I really hate Deshaun Watson's guts. But um, like we've been saying over and over again the past couple weeks, we've been talking about the scenarios and, like, what needs to happen for the Packers to get in and everybody's all the analysts, everybody else in the – uh, around the NFL has been saying there's not a chance the Packers are not going to make it. But what have we been saying on the Intellectual Idiot Show for the last five weeks? Mike? Uh, we said that the Packers are not mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, and they still aren't. I don't know. I've been, no. I've been the Debbie Downer. You and Ty have always been the, we still have a chance. We're not out. Well, right. You know what? You are the realist, but uh, to your to despite you, um, the Packers have won four straight, and now they do control their own destiny, and they're going to get into the playoffs. So we're at this point, right? We have to win Sunday night primetime game against the Detroit Lions to get into the playoffs. So meaning getting into the playoffs, what does that mean for us? I truthfully think that we could be, if we do get in, I think that we could be one of the most dangerous playoff teams out there. Thoughts? Well, well, yeah, because. Don't think too hard. Watch it. I mean, the mere fact that, I mean, we're really going to have nothing to lose uh, coming in here. And just any team uh, historically who gets hot at the end of the year when you win all these games, you have a lot of momentum. You have a lot of energy. The defense is playing differently. Uh, we've established our running game again. Uh, the only thing that makes me nervous is uh, will we have a game in the playoffs? Again, Max, we got to get we got to get to the playoffs. I don't feel comfortable saying this right now because we got to beat the Lions. But let's say we beat the the Lions. When we get to the playoffs, we cannot abandon the running game. Will we have a game where we go down 14-3 or 7 nothing or something and we just start chucking the ball? Because Matt LaFleur has done that, and it's happened so many times in Packers history. But we're playing with different energy. I mean, it's tough but fair. I mean, I honestly, going out there and watching the Vikings, I, I could argue that the Lions are a tougher game. I mean, I know the Vikings have a better record, but – I mean, I truthfully, with the way the last couple months of the season has gone, I, I could argue that the Lions have been playing better football than the, than the Vikings. I mean, well, I, that's, that's 100% true. Both the Lions and the Packers were favored when playing the Vikings over the last couple of weeks. So that just proves that the Packers and Lions seem to be a little bit more dangerous, flirting a little bit more with being a good football team than the Vikings, honestly, crumbling in their losses that they've had this year. Could you argue that the Vikings are the third best team in our division? Well, I, I want to pull this up. I want to pull this up really quick. Uh, point differential. The Minnesota Vikings are twelve and four, with a minus nineteen point differential. Dude, five points scored. 414 against. 
Wow. Oh, they would be one in 13. They would be one in 13 if uh, you probably heard the stat, if the one possession games that they had went the other way. Frauds, dumb Vikings fans. I can imagine. I don't know. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, the Vikings have gotten more wins than losses, which put them at the top of the NFC North. So, technically, they're the best team. And I and and you, and you can also debate back and forth, but in reality, the Vikings did win the one score games that they had to, and they have gotten to a point where they are twelve and four. Now, has it ever happened in the history of the league that a team with a twelve and four record has a negative twenty point differential? Absolutely not. Are they probably the worst twelve and four team in the history of the NFL? Yes. Yes. Credit where credit is due. They've won twelve games. Right, they put themselves in a position to win the NFC North, which they've already done. You know, say what you must. They've done what they needed to do, and they've won the one-score games. And and credit to the Vikings for that. But the truth be told, they're frauds. And the Packers beat the absolute living tarnation out of them at Lambeau Field at home. It kind of was a tale of two games, right? The Packers' first game of the season against the Minnesota on the road. Christian Watson dropped that pass and set the tone for the entire season. Uh, and it really took the Packers weeks to break out of that funnel. And Minnesota ended up crushing us that game. But my God, had the tides have turned later in the season. My God. You know, we've been saying that the Vikings are frauds, which at this point in the season, I think 90% of people minus the 10% of Vikings fans would, would agree with that. You know why, though? I'm going to give a lot of credit to their coach, Kevin O'Connell. Or is it Kevin O'Connell? I think. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. With Kevin O'Connell, he is their team's MVP. He has been a brilliant coach, doesn't really show a whole lot of emotion, doesn't joke around a whole lot. But he is like the epitome of Mike Zimmer. If Mike Zimmer was still the coach this year, I guarantee you the Vikings would have a losing record. They'd be third or fourth place in the NFC North. But I got to give a lot of credit to Kevin O'Connell. He has upgraded the Vikings from being middle-of-the-pack trash to frauds. That That's a step up when you're doing power rankings. You could be a bad, good team. You could be a team with a bad record but being feisty. Fraudulent has like a more negative connotation, but when we look at the power pyramid of team superiority, fraudulent is a step up above. So I have to give Kevin O'Connell a lot of credit, but they are still frauds. Thank you. And this, this leans right into really what we want to talk today. The NFC boys is wide open, wide open. It's more wide open than it's ever been. The Eagles... Except for the R-words, was Ron Rivera. Well, Washington just, I don't know, they just killed their season on purpose. I don't really know what they're doing. But the Eagles, quarterback problems, right? You go down the list. The Giants are the Giants. They're, they're not a very good team. They're just very well coached. Then you go, and we already should have beat them once this year. I don't even know how we managed to lose that game in London. That's besides the point. You just keep going down the list. San Fran. I mean, they're probably the best team out of the NFC. But again, they have quarterback problems. They don't have a quarterback. I mean, they have a 
third string system quarterback that's, you know, playing in the system that's got a lot of weapons around him. But we'll see what he does when he gets into the playoffs, right? You got to force him to lose you a game. You got Dallas. We've already beat Dallas, and they have an absolute liability as a head coach. Oh. Huge liability as a head coach. And do Packer fans ever know that? Who do you guys want in the first round of the playoffs if we do beat the Lions next week? Mike, you take it. Come on now. If the Vikings can keep their two seed, I would love to play the Vikings round two or round three technically of this year. That's why I love to play. I don't want to play San Francisco at all. Well, so that's going to go with the Vikings. It's funny you say, because we're most likely going to be playing San Francisco. So that's tough. But, <laughs> you know, there's still a chance that Vikings do get the 2C, but we need San Francisco to lose, I think, the remaining of their games. And we would also need Dallas to lose another game, I'm pretty sure. Because I think Dallas is 12-4 and four right now. But, I mean, I'll, yep. I'll jump in, Sam, if you don't mind. I'll jump in right away next. I want Dallas. I want to go to Dallas and beat Mike McCarthy and quite possibly end his career as a Dallas Cowboys head coach. I mean, how sweet would that? And Aaron Rodgers owns the Cowboys and Dallas, especially in Dallas. Sam? Uh, My number one choice out of the teams that are qualified right now is Tampa Bay. We wouldn't pay Tampa Bay. We literally, it's not possible. But I'm saying out of the teams that are qualified for the playoffs. But, yeah, no, 100% it would be the Vikings uh, because they're not, they're just not good compared to to the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys are just a way better team. Uh, Playing at the Cowboys would be a more difficult game. Uh, I I just think Cowboys are due, repetitively they, you know, just crap themselves in the playoffs. So well, they're due, Cowboys, and Rodgers owns the Cowboys. Yeah, they're due. They're due to win a couple games in the playoffs. But that certainly doesn't mean that they're going to. I can I can promise you that. I mean, that Dallas will lose, and they probably will lose in the first round, and it's going to be glorious. Yeah, I mean, I just I think with other teams, you don't want to play the Eagles. Eagles are just a very good football team. You don't want to play. San Francisco, their defenses, even though their defense did get dominated um, against the Raiders this week. Um, it's just a scary stadium to play in. We all know the feeling when the Packers go to San Francisco in the playoffs, we feel like somebody's going to run for 230 yards. Yeah. And they will. Have no, have no fear. They will. Um, if the Packers do go to San Francisco in the first round of the playoffs, I'll tell you what, that's going to require a lot of alcohol. Because it's going to be a tough game. But let's not overlook. We got about five minutes left of the pod today. So let's not overlook the Lions. The Lions are a pretty good football team here, boys. We've been overlooking the whole time now that, now that I look back at it. And I, I, if they end up not getting it done Sunday, it could be the sole reason. I don't know. Very uncomfortable. No, 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 no. It's good to have confidence in our team. But we're not overlooking the Lions. The Lions are a tough team. This is all hypothetical. This episode is a hypothetical that if we get into the playoffs, we are a dangerous team. I think the Lions get in the playoffs. I think they're a dangerous team. So 
if we're going to be honest, I think the Lions are almost as dangerous as we are if they got into the playoffs in a way. But um, let's talk about the Lions, Mike. Yeah, here's the one gripe. If I'm a Lions fan right now, and they just released this slate of football games for this upcoming weekend. So Seattle Seahawks play in the afternoon while the Lions and Packers get the primetime Sunday night football game. If the Seahawks win their game earlier in that day, there's no way the Lions can even make the playoffs, even with beating the Packers due to a tiebreaker with, I think it's like... Yeah, Seattle beat the Oh, yeah. So I would be a little bit pissed if I am the Lions at this game, that these games aren't happening simultaneously. Um, oh, yeah. I think, do I think that's going to help the Packers where... If the Seahawks win, the Lions are just going to give up. No, we're we're big NFC North foes. They're going to give it their all, even if they know they're not making the playoffs. So that doesn't give me a sense of comfort or feeling of ease. But if I'm a Lions fan, that would be a little bit of a gripe that I do have. So. I could not agree with you more. And so many people have been talking about that. Like the fact that Lions play earlier – or later and the Seahawks play earlier and the Lions can be eliminated. Is that good? Do we want that for the Packers? I don't think it matters. It doesn't matter. Either way, the Lions are going to give it their all and they're going to try to win the game. I mean, if they don't get into the playoffs, they sure as hell aren't going to want to see us in the playoffs. So I can can guarantee you that. Um, But let's start with you, Sam. What is our keys to victory for the Packers to beat the Lions to avenge their horrible start to the season, and get into the playoffs. Go. Uh, for my key, uh, I would do not separating from the running game. Uh, we've established our identity uh, down the stretch here. It started with the Eagles. Um, but our identity has been, you know, Get AJ AJ Dillon has had a resurgence when a lot of people were like AJ Dillon's not playing as well this year. Aaron Jones is a special talent that that can just you know shift is unbelievable. Um, so that is our identity. It's a it's a it's a new look uh, going through the playoffs. I think we have to be if we win this game, we have to be led by uh, by running the ball, getting both of them 15, 12 to fifteen touches at least. Aaron Jones a little more. I definitely think that against the Lions, they have the 32nd ranked defense in the league. We run the ball early and often, and we, uh, yeah, we just run it down the that uh, the Lions can score on us because they have a good offense. So. Mike? What I'm going to be looking for on this Lions Packers game is the battle of the Packers defensive line. We need to own that line of scrimmage because the Lions, although a lot of people might talk about the Eagles front line, the Cowboys front line being dominate, uh, being dominated, not dominated, having domination over other teams. Lions front line, they got some feisty players out there. And after watching the Vikings game, it was nice to see Devontae Wyatt and Kenny Clark stick their noses in there, have a strip sack, have a strip fumble. I'm going to be watching that battle up front because the Lions running game is elite because partially due to their great offensive line. And Jared Goff has looked 
very good for being an average quarterback because he gets enough time in the pocket to make throws to his open receivers down the field. So that's what I'm going to be watching. Packers need to own the line of scrimmage. All right. I like it. All right, I'll close this down uh, for what I think the Packers need to do. And, again, I think Sam alluded to it earlier. Not quite sure what we were doing all year from a defensive standpoint, but what we get against the Lions is how we should have been playing defense the entire year. Press coverage, man-to-man, stuffing the receivers at the line, suffocating man-to-man defense, stuffing the run. Kenny Clark was penetrating. You had uh, Reed. Uh, what is that? What is his first name? Jaron? Jaron Reed? I think it was Jaron. Jalen? Jaron? Jaron Reed? Jaron Reed is having an absolutely unbelievable second half of the season. Uh, you got Preston Smith getting into the backfield. You have defensive linemen taking their turn, you know, stepping up to the plate and stopping the run. Dante Wyatt is getting some more minutes. Quay Walker is turning himself into a Rookie of the Year candidate. You got Darnell Savage reviving the rest of his season. You really, Adrian Amos just played the best season, a game of his season. We're coming together at the right time and we're playing good complementary defense at the right time. This is what you want to see. Like teams that are playing their best football at the end of the season is a dangerous football team. Offensively against the Vikings, we didn't even look that good, but we didn't need to. We didn't need Rodgers to throw for 350 yards and four touchdowns. We didn't need that because our defense stepped up. And if you can have at least one part of your team, two parts of your team, three parts of your team, maybe even all four parts of your team stepping up in all phases of the game, you're going you're gonna to have a lot of success. So I'm going to say defense, keep doing what you're doing, uh, man-to-man coverage, press at the line, stuff the run, and let's go get it. Big win. Win and get in for the Packers against the Lions at home Sunday night football. It's going to be good. It's going to be huge. I'm very excited. Any closing thoughts on the boys here? I'm going to say I'm looking forward to hearing Chris Collinsworth. He's going to be stoked for this game. He's going to be loving every single player at both. He's like, well, here's a guy. When he gets the ball. He's doing really good things. But he can be annoying at times. But Chris Collinsworth, national treasure. Uh, love him in the booth with Mike Tirico. Chris is, yeah, Mike, he's going to be out of control, uh, you know, all game. Yeah, it's 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 historic. No wrapping up here. It's historic that, uh, you know, the team's playing the best and come together and play with a lot of energy toward the end of the year. That always bodes well for a team going in the playoffs, whether it's baseball, basketball, football. Uh, that's why special teams, too, is operating at a high level right now. Sean Nixon, monster, so – it's going to be fun. we got a lot of things going right right now. we just got to make sure we uh, beat freaking Detroit. God, just beat them. All right. Well, that concludes our pod for today. So, Sam, thank you for joining in that very intellectual last point you made to close us down. So, we do appreciate it. Thank you, Sam, for hopping on. Mike, thanks for joining. Thanks for having me, Jets. All right, boys. Well, good episode today. Close it down, and we will be talking next week covering the Packer game.